Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Melius, and I'm so glad that you're here, and I can't wait to introduce to you Kathy Perry. After the passing of her parents, Kathy Perry evaluated what she was doing with her life and her contribution to others. She's always had a heart for teaching kids, and Kathy has been a classroom teacher, a homeschool mom, a tutor, and, and a substitute for over many years. Now she's written, illustrated, and published the Bandana Acres series of early reader chapter books with solid moral lessons that fill a, a genre gap between picture books and chapter books. Fellow teachers said, great, keep this up. We need more of this. As a 12-year-old, Kathy identified with a fictional orphaned girl and was so impressed with her cleverness and honesty that Kathy wanted to be like her. It was this story that inspired Kathy to write Emmeline A Journey, a story that will educate, encourage, and inspire your tween or teen to find their way as a confident young adult. Let's dive into the pond and meet Kathy. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to have this interview with Kathy Perry. Kathy, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so would you please tell our readers or our listeners how you got started into this whole writing process and becoming an author? I know you have a bit of a background in all kinds of different things. So would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Okay, thank you. Um, well, just briefly, I've had a lot of experience with teaching and children. Um, and I still actually tutor even to this day. And so I have a heart for children and I really am trying to make a difference, giving them important character lessons that don't feel like lessons, but they feel more like a story, which all of my books are stories and they're they're full. They have a they had an adventure part and 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 a you know hero part and everything. So um their kids love these books. Well, I'm talking about the younger books now. I have two kinds of books. I have the early early reader chapter books, which are roughly about 2,500 words, and they're leveled readers, so that if you know the child's reading level, you'll be able to decide if this is a good fit for your child or not. And um, they all have a component of, there's a theme on each one. So the first one is a, a courage, about courage. The second one is about thinking ahead and consequences. The third one is about um, handling anger and being a peacemaker. The fourth one's about flexibility. And the fifth one's about trust and keeping promises. This series is called Bandana Acres. So it's not banana. <laughs> it's Bandana Acres. Would you first off uh, talk about, um, you said that these, your early chapter, uh, your early chapter books were leveled. Would you talk about what that means and how that was, if you know about how that was done, that's really, really cool that that happened. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I had to submit my text to Lexile and um, there was another company that I'm trying to remember the name of, but I can't right now. Um, I submitted these and then they, I had to pay money for them to go through it and put, give it a level, a number. So they give it a number 
and or in the case of the other one, it's a letter. I'm trying to see what that is. F and P. Fountas and Pinnell is what that stands for, FNP. So libraries and schools will be familiar with both of those, FNP or um, Lexile. And they, and they test children in public schools. I don't know about private schools, but maybe private schools too. And they give them like a reading comprehension level or a reading level. And if let's say your child is a reading level 700, you can look for books that have a Lexile or an M rating for Fountas and Pinnell, um, F, and they and they would be able to be challenged enough, but not it wouldn't be too hard for them. It oh, wouldn't I be like easy that. or too hard. Yeah, yeah, that's really really cool. Now, one of the things you also mentioned about the Bandana Acres series in particular, but I think it's probably in all of your books, is character. Mm -hmm. Why is building character so important to you in within your books and within your character well, development too i think that seems like when i was growing up in the 50s and 60s it didn't seem as i mean maybe it was i it would just seemed a little more it just seemed easier to grow up because you had your two parents one went to work one stayed home and you had your family and it was just a real easy, there wasn't a lot of technology. So you played outside, you had a, imaginative games, you had sports, you had books. And these books took you on trips and travels and, and you learned things from books. So that was a thing. And then nowadays though, we've got so much going on. We're so busy with technology and computers and phones and texting and all kinds of other things besides reading books. Um, and sometimes there's two parents that work and you've got latchkey kids and sometimes you've got one parent families. It's just harder now. And I, I see sometimes in the people that I even work with part-time, I have a part-time job, the adults that I work with could have used these books <laughs> growing up because, and that's kind of what I look at and I say, oh my goodness, what, what can we do for these kids? And, and as a teacher, as a prior, I've been a teacher, I, I thought, well, now that I'm retired, this is what I can do to help do my that. part anyway. I love so. that. I love that. So how did you develop this affinity for children, especially for writing for children? Um, well, I guess I never really thought I would be a writer until I went to a, an arts and crafts show. And um, I just saw some art that I really liked that was nursery. Like for a child, you'd have A, B, C, D through the alphabet. And then there was these pictures of different animals. And I thought those were so cute. And I said, those would be great in a, in a picture book, like a children's book. And and, and then all of a sudden it just hit me and I thought, oh, that's what I can do. So it was like way back, like 2016, I think, when that happened. It's amazing <laughs> how that happens. Like it's a seed gets planted you know, years and years before, and then it builds and comes to fruition. But you may not have realized it in that moment that that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. 
So how did you get the inspiration for your characters in the bandana acres? Well, I knew that what I wanted to be the characters, but I, I have, I struggle with drawing myself. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I got help from a gentleman named Mark Burrell. He's a student. He was a student. He's graduated now, but uh, he was a student at Pensacola Christian College down in Florida. And um, <clears throat> he helped me with character design. So he would design them, just gave me line drawings for the characters and showed me how they would look front, side, three quarter view. And um, I just took those drawings and I would draw them based on his drawings. And then I, and then I painted, I used watercolors and I learned how to watercolor. I really didn't know how to watercolor either, but I learned how to watercolor through YouTube videos that of, of artists that I liked. That's awesome. One in particular, Maria Rosinska is amazing. Oh, that's cool. So why did you choose watercolor for your, uh, for the I coloring? I loved watercolor. I didn't want it to look computer generated. Okay. I just, I wanted a, a traditional art and I just love watercolor. I, I love the way that it, it um, seeps into each other. I mean, like depending on how much water you have, I just love the, the medium. That's how, awesome. How it acts. That's awesome. I think that's really, really cool. It's Is fun it to play with the different brushes and things too. Do you have a favorite book in the series? Oh, I think... I don't know. There are, I like all of them. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's kind of hard <laughs> when you've written a series. Now in this series, do you, do you have to read them in order or can you read no. them out? Okay. No, they don't have been, there's no order at all. Um, so have I talked about the themes yet? The I fact, the Did fact. I say the book one was about courage. Did I say that already? Okay. Yes, but you didn't talk about how you set up the back of the book to yes. further discussions. Would you talk about that? Yes. So the back of the book, after the story, and it is broken up into five chapters, I think. It's five or I think there's one that has six. But um, there's, in the regular part of the text, I need to say this too. I picked a specific font that I researched called Sassoon Primary, which was um, shown, it was tested on young children and it found to be easier for them to read than like Arial or some of the other fonts. So I picked Sassoon Primary for this, these books and that's what they're in. Also for the, for the characters' voices inside their heads, like if they're thinking something, it's in a different color. So like the first book is pink with red um, title. So the, the words that that, per, that kitten is thinking are in red. So for instance, this is the courage, the one that has the theme of courage. Yes. Okay. Yes. So like she might, I think one of them is, I want to meet that barn owl. Yeah. But, and that's just, and that's kind of um, an interesting idea to have that part be different. It is. Of, most of the times you see it in italics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But little kids, I thought it would be harder for them to read two different kinds of fonts. It would be more fun if it was just a different color. 
I think that's really cool because like you said, you usually see it italicized. You might even see it bolded, but usually it's italicized. I love that you chose a whole different color. And I know you, you had shared with me previously that there was um, a particular, uh, you saw the way that this actually helped a young reader yes. to build confidence. Would you talk yes. about that? Yes. So this actually came, this whole idea came from my designer, but my great niece was excited to get my books. And this just happened this, this month. She got this, the books and she, she's a struggling reader. She's in second grade and she just, she struggles to read. She doesn't want to read because it's like a big wall of text and a lot of work and it's hard for her. So her mother, I, she called me, in fact, on Facebook little message thing and she and she said oh I got your books and I really like them and my favorite part was this and she showed me her favorite picture and and um she said and I said did you read it by yourself and she said well no mom read most of it but I read all the red parts <laughs> I love that <laughs> and uh, so her mom chimed in and said yeah she was like when she first opened the book and saw all the words she said oh this is too hard and and then I said, well, let's see, let's just, I'll read it. And then when we get to the red parts, you just read those red parts. And she read those and she didn't want to stop reading until the book was done. And um, I thought that was great. I do too, because you, just by that little distinction that you made, you helped mm -hmm. her to develop confidence in her reading and, and make reading fun and make reading exciting and something that to say, I can do that again. And I might be able to handle more words when I do it again or another time even. Yeah, I mean, if she reads it more than once, I mean, she'll learn the book, you know, she'll learn to read. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, one of the goals is learn to read. And then the other goal is in the back of the book, I have discussion questions. What the first five are about the story, like, what did this character do or, you know, something and it's about reading comprehension, basically, not an unusual thing. But the second part is about five questions that are about the, the, the theme of the book. So in this one here, it would be about courage and how you would apply that in your life. And so I would think of times the kids that are second grade level or, or younger, would need courage and I would put questions about that what would you do if what if and so we have these five what if questions regarding real life that you could they can discuss with their parents or if they want to write it down they can and then we also have a glossary of words that might be new oh I like that and so each book has its own glossary mm -hmm. yeah oh, I so just cool. went through and I I just I use this one app called um expresso and i i just paste my document in there and it comes up with all of these like analytics and one of them is um irregular words or harder words and so i just looked at those and i said okay there's the vocabulary list <laughs> you know that's great though that's uh -huh. a great tip that's really yeah. really cool oh i love that i think that's really cool so so Kathy, would you talk about the themes of the of the Bandana Acre series? Okay, the first book is about courage, and it's about a little kitten who um, helps uh, uh, the farm dog 
and saves the day, she has to, she's new to the farm and she's very young, but she needs to find her courage to help him out. And she does. And so that's good. And the second one is about thinking ahead. Rascal's Trip is about uh, a, a, um, <clears throat> a raccoon who doesn't think ahead and he, he's supposed to go home, but he doesn't. He goes out a little bit farther alone, just a little longer, you know. And then he gets caught up in a whirlwind because it's a storm and he, and he gets lost and then he gets in more trouble. He ends up finding that he needs to think ahead when he makes decisions. And then um, the third one is about handling anger and being a peacemaker. And that is between, I thought that that would be great with a, a, a river otter and a beaver because a beaver is just about the opposite of a river otter. You know, you've got the hardworking beaver, he's so technical and everything. And then you've got the river otter who's just wants to play. <laughs> what a, what, that's conflict right there. <laughs> But that's a great one for handling it, it in the back we talk about handling anger in our lives too so that's a discussion section and then um the fourth one's about flexibility and counting on your friends when you can't handle it all sometimes people think they can handle it all and they don't ask for help and that's that's what that's about and then the last one is kit's new home and that one is about a fox who um fails to keep a promise and yeah but he but he learns to tr to he's trustworthy at the end oh that's cool though <laughs> it's about trust and yeah keeping that's really cool Thanks. so so i know you've written another book that's a standalone and it's emmeline i think i'm saying that correctly but emmeline a journey emmeline a journey <laughs> it's a, a now it's a young adult novel. I thought I intended it to be a middle grade. I really think it could still be a middle grade, but if um, a one um, um, re reference referral, what's the word I want? Review, sorry. One review that I received from the wishing shelf said it was young adult. So we aged up the book to make it appeal to young adult, even though it's kind of short for a young adult. Um, it's only 45,000 words instead of like 60 or 70, but it's still a really good story. Um, it's got all the elements a story needs, someone to care about, something to want, something to fear or dread, something to struggle, lots of struggle going on in this book, and something to learn. So it has all of the story elements. It's based in 1890. It's a Christian um, historical fiction adventure novel. I love it. Yeah. So historical fiction, mm -hmm. would you talk about what that process was like for you to be able to, to write this? Because that meant, it sounds like it's a lot of research to make sure that you Yes, are in the theme and such. Yes. So would you talk about that a bit? I wrote this and I would write um, a scene and you and several times in the scene, I would stop and I would say, Oh, wait, did they use that word then? No. So and I would look up like words that were used back in 1890s. And there's a lot of words that they use that we don't use anymore. And words that I can't put words we use now that weren't used then. So I mean, even words I had to pick. Oh, but wow. also I learned a lot about the um, 
events of the day, like plumbing, electricity wasn't there at all. Um, there was steam power. There was um, candles and lanterns, oil. Uh, there was um, well, the outdoor plumbing thing. I did not know that not everyone in the United States had indoor plumbing until the 1960s. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. It's like major cities did, but you know, if you lived in you know, Lathrop, Missouri or somewhere, you probably didn't for till the 60s. Wow. I, in this weather today, I'm so thankful for indoor plumbing. <laughs> Even toilet paper yeah. wasn't invented until like the late 1800s on a roll. Uh -uh. Huh. Mm -mm. So, they used to use things like the Sears catalog or, or the almanac or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I know that Emmeline is on a journey and she goes from the Midwest to Boston, correct? Right. Cool, cool. Did you have she's to- She's lost her... her parents and she's trying to reach her grandfather who lives in Boston because that's her father's dying wish oh, that, wow. she, that she do that. That's so cool. she gathers up her courage and she goes and she, and these are like different character qualities that she has. She has faith. She, she has a journal that she keeps where she, and a Bible, she takes her dad's Bible along with her. So she reads that and, and, and <clears throat> prays. So that, that's what makes it a Christian book because it has that in there. Um, the younger books don't have anything specifically Christian in them, but the, uh, this one does. And, but that's what it was like in 1890. In 1890, that's just the way it was. So um, yeah. she had faith, she had courage, she had determination and she had resilience. And she had, um, because there was times where she was almost, there was one time when she was almost killed. In fact, oh. this is an interesting story. There's an event that happens after she was hurt that is true in my life. So she had a near-death experience oh, that wow. I experienced when I was 13 myself, and I put it in the book. Wow. That sounds powerful. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So I then, mean, it just that sounds to be able to share that something so personal. How did that feel for you? It felt really good because yeah. when I shared it with my youth group after it happened when I was 13, they said, Oh no, that couldn't have happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I stopped going to, to church actually, because they refused to believe me. Oh, wow. And that really impacted my life. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it did. It so it really like felt it. good to get it out there. <laughs> but that's cool that because you found a way you found a way to use something that happened to also turn it to make it a, make it better, you know, in the sense of it could have made you bitter and you found a way to make it better to learn to, to share with others to encourage somebody else mm -hmm. from it too. I think that's courage. I think that's being courageous too. So it sounds like you put elements of what you're about 
into your well I really feel like I'm Emmeline yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that is awesome but then there's other characters that are more like other people I know so it's kind of fun and a lot of times I would get ideas in the middle of the night too and get up and write you would you so you would actually get up versus just like roll over and like Mm -hmm. write on a notepad or something no because I won't remember it (laughs) no but when you're when you're laying in bed asleep and you kind of are in that twilight kind of in between awake and asleep your mind is thinking about things that it wants to think about and it's not busy with all the other stuff and that's when some cool ideas tend to happen huh Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's awesome that is so awesome so, Kathy, where can people connect with you further and how can they get your books? Okay. Well, they can get the books on Amazon or Barnes and Noble um, as far as retailers go. Um, they can also go to my website, which is kathyjperry.com, and that's K A T H Y J Perry, P is in Peter, E R R Y. And the reason I use the J is because uh, if you type Kathy Perry anywhere, you get Katie. (laughs) (laughs) So I tried to make myself a little different. So I'm kathyjperry.com. And I have an online store, which you can get the books for less, and they're signed. Plus, the hardback's not available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, only the softcover. Um... And there are things about the hardcover that are different than the soft. Uh, there's a map in the inside and back of the hardcover. It's got spot gloss. It's got um, a background like a shading. Um, and it's just a little better than the soft cover, but the soft cover is fine too. Um, cool. but both of those are cheaper if you go to my website. I can do it from my store. Um, and the bandana acres is the same way. I, I offer them in my store and it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble too. Very, very cool. And I know that you are also, uh, uh, that you do uh, school visits. So mm-hmm. if a school was interested in reaching out to you to yes. see what was possible, do they also go to your website and reach out that way? Yes, I have a place to sign up there and you can actually pick a date. I have a calendar, a, a little like app that, that does that. I think oh. it's really like your app, <laughs> but um, it's, they just sign up for a time that would work for them. Basically, I don't have a fee other than being able to offer my books to the parents for sale as there's no minimum requirement, but I do want to have that opportunity. Very, very cool. Thank you for saying that too. Just in case there were some listeners who thought that would be an awesome experience for their students. So Kathy, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so glad you were here. Thank you for making the time. Thank you. Bye, Jen. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.